What's up, y'all? You're listening to The Goat Rodeo, a podcast about how to do life, family, travel, and small business all on your own terms. Let's get to it. Uh, so we're back in Vegas here. It's still WPPI. We're talking to um, some more people in our lives who have had massive influence, but also um, just we think really understand um, how to kind of manipulate or create is maybe a better word. Manipulate is a word people have a weird <laughs> association with, but like how to create the life that we really love, you know, is, is what are some of the things that we do, but also just like some of those people who are doing that and what has made them successful in that. So Today, we were lucky to have Steve Saperito on our podcast. So, Steve, we want to welcome you. G'day. How are you? (laughs) Yeah, we flew him in just for this. (laughs) Well, you know, it was worth the journey (laughs) just to meet with you guys. Just to meet with us. Total fun. Yeah. So, Steve, tell me a little bit about um, not like your whole life story, romantic walks on the beach, that kind of stuff. But like, (laughs) why are you in Vegas? What happened that like at this point in your life, you're here? Well, like I, I love WPPI, so yeah. I try to get here just to hang out with the people that I love, really. Yeah. Um, so Vegas is is that place where everybody that has some sort of meaning in my life seems to congregate yeah. once a year. So it's awesome to just hang out. Um, I just spent two days in bed sick, so yeah. I didn't actually get to hang out with most <laughs> of those people. So in Vegas for a vacation, <laughs> yeah. and ended up, ended up sleeping the whole yeah. time. Um, but you know, besides that, you know, that's why I come. Um, come here and I ran a workshop just before. Mm-hmm. Um, so I try to tie it in with, you know, some business and it just makes it so much more fun. So, um, it's an easy trip to justify, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Easy. Get to hang out with people I love. Why not? Right. So you said you, t- you taught a workshop yep. leading into WPPI for those of who are not familiar with you. Can you talk to us a little about, about that, how you are tied into the photography world? you're not a photographer you can photograph i photograph but i don't consider myself a photographer i I, i've been in the business of photography for i don't know 30 years maybe since you were Um, 12 since i was yes since i was 12 that's right (laughs) (laughs) since i was 12 um and what i teach is more the human aspect of photography so beginning to humanize photography and teaching people to begin to see people and help people um, discover what's valuable to them mm-hmm. in their lives that is worth photographing. And I think this is the gap between where most of the industry lies in the technical making sure that everything is, you know, epic, mm-hmm. um, whereas our clients want somebody to see them. And they want someone to bring out the best in them and their relationships. They don't, they want to look good, but it's got to mean something. Yeah. So pretty much what I teach is how to help um, clients discover what's important to them. So we can start to take photographs that actually matter to our clients. And it's more than buying a new light. And buying a you know a great a prime lens, prime lens yeah. um, our clients really want. The reason they don't buy from us is because they don't believe that their relationship is worth it. They don't believe they're they're worth it. Yeah. So if we don't first help them discover what's important to them, then they're not. You is know, it, is it that they don't believe that it's worth it, or is it that they just don't haven't given? They haven't themselves. had that. They they're not connected to it. It's not about even photography. It's about whether they believe they're worth spending money on. So you know, and you secretly believe they are. Well, you've or got maybe to. not so secretly. I don't think. Yeah, yeah. I think it's pretty public. Yeah. Well, but I'm saying, like in in in, in a way, um, a phrase I've I've kind of morphed into my own that I learned from you was <laughs> is uh, you have to fight for them. You, you know? do. You have to fight for people, and it's um, the question that I wanted to ask you was why why do you care about that? Like, why does that matter? To you because that's something I feel like I hearing that is going to be easy to identify. People are going to say, oh yeah, of course it's about your life and it's going to be a revolutionary concept and it's nothing we could cover an hour what you do mm-hmm. or what people are, but we're talking about you and like Steve Saparito's education is Steve Saparito's education, but like why do you, who do, why do, why you, do you care? Why do you fly across the globe to teach education conferences to photographers? Um, I 
coming from um, being a divor- well divorced and you know s- separated, I, you sort of look at your life and you think, where did I go wrong, mm. and what could I have done better? And I've got three kids. And, you know, they're going through life thinking, well, was that our fault? Is it, you know? And, you know, now they're living between two homes and they're, you know, being shunted between one home every week and their frustration with, you know, well, that's at mum's and this is at dad's. And um, it's, I think, coming to terms with helping people believe that they matter and um, that somebody loves them. And I honestly believe, like, for me, having a photographic experience for myself and my family, after I separated, it took me two years to come to terms with this is where I'm at in my life. This is what it is. And it is what it is. Mm -hmm. And it was more my kids that initiated it Mm -hmm. um, because, you know, they kept commenting that there's no photos of um, us at your place, Dad. Yeah. And it really got me thinking that, well, am I just not accepting where we are and how is that affecting them? Because if they're now telling me that there's no photos yeah. um, of us as a family, which was directly their words, um, how do I show them that it's okay and we're still a family? That's what I was going to ask. You mean they were asking, like, why are there not pictures of, like, the five of you? Or, yeah. Right? Or four of you. Four of us. Yeah, four of you. Um, together. In our, together in our home. And it really got me thinking that, um, you know, this is important to them and it should be important to me. And here I am out teaching people about connection mm-hmm. and yet I didn't make the effort to do that. So it, it really got me thinking as to, you know, why? What is it about, you know, my situation that's you know any different to anyone else's? Yeah. And as a single dad, you really want to, you know, I'm trying to spoil them in every which way. Yeah. But what Try they to re- tell them constantly, I love you, I love you, I love you. Yeah, yeah, but they want to be shown. Right. And they want some representation of us as a family for them um, to draw on, for them to believe that it is okay. Yeah. And I don't think that they really believed it until they saw it. Did you think it was because you didn't believe it or did you think it was because it was just hard to accept it? I think I was just in denial. Yeah. It was easy just not to even address. Trust. Yeah. Just, just be distracted by <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just be distracted by life and work and, you know, in, in the busyness of everything. And yeah. so, you know, you travel more because that distracts you and then, you know, you come home. But, you know, they notice it. Yeah. So how was that first photographic experience with just you and the girls? Yeah, I was going to ask, did you, did you put some of the photos of the four of you up or did you try to establish, like, this is our new normal and, like, this is the things and this is how we fit now and these are... Well, to be honest, I really struggled to get the photographer um, to take a photograph of all four of us hmm. because... Because you told him you weren't together anymore? Maybe. I don't know. I think because he's so used to people wanting photos of their kids, mm. every phone conversation started with, now I know you don't want to be included in the photos, but... <laughs> <laughs> like, this is the whole reason we're doing this, The right? whole reason we're doing it. Yeah. And then... I think in his reality and in his world, he did, doesn't hear himself do that. Yeah. Right. But it's amazing how our beliefs as an individual translate over the phone in our communication. And that's why I try to teach core beliefs because if you really get the core belief, there's so much less to fix and there's so much less to um, to address because mm. his core belief was that people come to him to get their photos, to, you know, their kids' photos taken, right. and that they don't want to be included. The wife I think drags I had, the husband along. Yeah. Yeah. And because I'm male, I don't yeah. want to be involved. Right. Well, and they've probably been told that specifically. Yeah. Like, my husband's mad. Like, he's he's always just going to be grumpy, or he thinks we're just paying for it, so just, right. you know, just try to get a picture of him. Yeah. I mean, I've been told that numerous times. My yeah. husband, won't, won't he won't want to be there, or, like, the kids are always a pain in the ass, and I'm sorry, like... Yeah, they make apologizing you know, for it up front. Well, all they're trying to do is um, pre-warn you, so then they don't feel if something does happen right. they don't, that you know they don't feel embarrassed or right. whatever that right. is. You know, but they're quick. But that's but also a reality of life. Anyone who has kids, right, right, right. But his belief about that of what that would be for you, yeah, it was 
you know, I said, no, this is why we're here. I'm coming to get photographs with my kids and I, I want to be involved. And yes, I want to be, you know, part of this. Mm-hmm. But numerous times, even after I said, no, I want to be it, he would then go back to, you know, the kids and that I don't want to be, you know, yeah. I know you don't want to be part of it, but you're going to have to bring some, you did know. That, did that make you feel like you weren't supposed to be a part of it on some level? It made me feel like I was imposing on him. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, and that he doesn't really want to photograph um, dads with you their with kids. Him. Yeah. Um, and then in the end, like he 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 pretty much spent three hours photographing the kids before he turned to me and said, "I know you don't want to be part of the shoot, <laughs> but maybe we should get a couple." It's yeah. like I've been hanging out for yeah. three hours. You let's just get this done. My time. Yeah. Like really? Yeah. Um, three hours. Good lord. What were you doing? Yeah. Let's not even. <laughs> So <laughs> the reason there's a reason that that was a, a motivation to not do that. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, when we were finally looking at our photographs um, to choose them, um, you know, the words of, I know you probably don't want a family photo. Like, and that's the point that I kicked him out of the sales room. And you just did it on your own. And I had to sell myself my own photographs because everything about him was about he was pushing you. Me not buying yeah. photographs and yeah. making it really difficult for me to, you know, make Engage a decision. Were you in the photography industry at that time? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, we're talking maybe four or five years ago. Oh. And you had already been doing studios and all that stuff for yeah, yeah, 10, yeah. 15, 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. Why wouldn't you have gone to a photographer that you've trained and you've worked with? Um, the, well, I mean, I, I trained photographers all over the world and I've been basing myself more in the US. So with my kids, I didn't, I wanted it to sort of be something that we could do in Australia and something that they could identify with. Um, And America wasn't something that, you know, other than they think America's Disneyland right now. Yeah. You know, we've been to Disneyland and they think, you know, America's Disneyland. It is kind of, it's magical made up. Yeah. We did, we did fly. Adult Disneyland. Yeah. Yeah. Right. We did fly. um, To the, to be, you know, to be photographed. Um, but it just wasn't, um, it, it was difficult to, mm-hmm. to physically buy. I mean, I bought a ton of photos, spent a, you know, spent because a good amount of money, but, you know, yeah. I had Sold to sell them, them myself. Yeah. You had to find, you had to make the value there for you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, even though he didn't believe I, he didn't believe I deserved it, I suppose, or my kids deserved it. It's, it's, this was important to me. Yeah. Because I needed to restore some balance. Yeah. And I needed to spend the money that I needed to spend in order to restore some of that balance because, you know, my marriage pretty much broke up because I was working so much and because I was travelling and, you know, and so I needed to spend that money to, to to restore that balance. Yeah. At least some part of it was redeemable. Yeah. Yeah. That makes yeah. sense. And so the kids, you know, we've got these beautiful medals up now and, the, you know, it's really nice to have them. That took you some time also, right? To put those up. Yeah. Well, when I received them, it took, because of the experience, the experience, they sat in my garage once I received them for about a year. A garage is where you put your car in case you're not aware. <laughs> <laughs> what do you call it? It's a garage. Right? A garage. garage. A garage. Yeah. A garage. You have to remember when you say things in American, it has to be like real blunt. Garage. 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 <laughs> I'm from Melbourne. Melbourne. Not Melbourne. <laughs> not Melbourne. Not aluminium. Not Melbourne. It's aluminium. <laughs> so it did. It took me a year to actually put them up. Yeah. Um, only because I've tied so much, I suppose, negativity in in that experience. Um, I feel like it's th- an important piece of everything, though, because you had a negative experience. Yeah. And it affected you to a, to that degree where... This is something you really wanted. Yeah. But once you had it, it still took a year for you to get past the experience that you went through to actually hang these Display on your walls them. Yeah. and be able to feel it. You know, yeah. this is such a, like, and this is, like I said, at the point where we ran into you in our life, like these are major things were happening in my life and in my emotional life that were like, this was such a, a uh, Seth Godin uses the term linchpin. Like it was the piece that I had been pulling all these other pieces into that like, this was the part that made it all made sense. You know, mm-hmm. is that idea that like your life is disconnected. It was like that a photography experience is, is part of your day, but it's not like it's, 
like everything you do is so connected. And the way that like someone has an interaction at the grocery store or with their boss is like to imagine that that's disconnected from the interactions that you have with your children or the way that you approach a situation where you may have influence or, you know what I mean? It's like, Mm -hmm. it just blows my mind at how, how we do disconnect those things in our brain or or we think we do. We think that like work doesn't affect like you working somewhere where you're not happy doesn't affect your relationship with your children or the way that you're married. But people don't think they do. They Mm -hmm. don't think that has that connection on a, I, at least the people that I talk to regularly, you yeah. know, it's like they don't realize that a negative photography experience could speak into you something of value or not value. Yeah. You know I mean, that like, or in the converse, that an incredible photography session with your family could bring about change in your life yeah. that would make your whole life better. Yeah. You know? Well, the time that I spend interviewing the clients of my clients. Mm-hmm. So those people that are receiving the photographic experiences um, just blows my mind of how many people say we've saved their marriage and we've given their, you know, their children, their children back to them. Mm-hmm. And even, you know, this, I've really only been up out of bed for, you know, last night for two hours, but, you know, I, I, I met, Seth and and Beth Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, Beth said, you know, Seth came back, you know, a better husband. I'm going to take credit for that. (laughs) Seth, if you're listening, I'm taking credit because I dragged your ass to dinner. (laughs) So, you know, she said, you know, not only did it help our business, but, you know, I got a better version of my husband back and a better father back. And I think, you know, once we begin bringing the human side of photography back. Um, that That's the key. I went to, um, I'm just going to hijack this for now. I was going to um, tell you a story about Seth and Beth. So if that's not going to distract from what you're going to tell, tell your story and then I'll tell it later. Okay. Um, I went to imaging uh, a few weeks ago. feels like a few weeks ago. It was. And I went to a shootout with um, Kristen Prevett and Paul Prevett. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they were doing, in you know, um, a hotel room type, type scenario and the, the models were there and they were a real couple. Mm-hmm. Um, it was coming up to their anniversary, you know, and they're showing how to, you know, light and pose and that. But nobody was talking to the couple, like really. It to was the all, couple. yeah. It was all, um, well, none of the, you know, obviously Kristen and, and Paul had previously, but yeah. none, none of the photographers, although we were interested. They were talking was, to them, but it was like, yeah. move your head, move right. your hand. Hold yeah. Your yeah. Get the shot, get the shot, Direct. get the shot. Yeah. You know, and sort of in between. Mold when this fo- Barbie doll. Yeah. While they were trying to get the shots, uh, you know, of the bride, I started talking to, to the groom because to me the people are the most important. Right. And I said, oh, my God, it's coming up to your wedding anniversary. That's so exciting. Um, and I asked him, you know, it's been a year now. What have been your, the highlights of this year for you? And he just welled up in tears and said, I honestly believed that when I married my wife, I really loved her. And he said, I can't even tell you how much more I love her over this year. He goes, how I loved her on my wedding day is nothing like how I love her now. Yeah. And I said, oh, my God, so that must be amazing for you, you know, to have, um, you know, your wedding album. And all. He goes, oh, I don't have an album. I said, what do you mean? And he said, well all those photos, every time I look at them, both of us, we just stress out. I said, why? He said, well, the photographer was just all they cared about was getting the perfect photo and, you know, forcing us to do the perfect photo and taking us away from, what was you know, happening. our guests and what yeah. was happening. And, you know, they, they made the whole day so stressful because <sighs> they wanted to win some award. And, you know, that came out of his mouth yeah. because it felt like they were just there to win some of award because, you know, I have this beautiful wife and, you know, I'm a half-decent-looking guy. And it was just stressful. I can't even look at those photos. And so then I started asking him some questions about his, you know, his wife and their relationship. You know, he was bawling. And Steve makes everybody that, cry. <laughs> in, case, in case you wonder, Steve <laughs> makes everybody cry. In a good way. In a good way, yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's him expressing how much he loves this woman. Right. That, yeah. It know, feels good to express those things. Yeah. Jamie likes to cry too. I and I, I asked him, you know, if, 
you know, if if we were, would he love a photographic experience? But, you know, and he was over the moon. He goes, if I, you know, I would pay so much. <laughs> well, I said to him, it would cost you three grand for you know, a piece of wall art where he was describing it. And he goes, yeah. that would be so worth it. Yeah. He said, we paid half that for our entire wedding. And he to said, not I, get anything of value. Yeah. He goes, I, I can't even face building an album because it was all about the perfect shot. And I, I'm in the photography industry for over a decade. I know the photographers sitting on the other side of that saying, nobody buys albums. Mm-hmm. People don't care. I try. I sat down and tried to build an album with them that didn't care at all. Had that conversation numerous times since being here. I've I've said that conversation, but that's why. Right, but that's what I'm saying. Is, <laughs> right, what I'm saying is that is nobody so cares. We get to build so halfway. Album. We get so halfway in so many aspects of our businesses, photography or otherwise, because of our presuppositions of what has happened, our experiences, and what we assume that means yeah. to that experience. But that's that's the thing is like you're you're talking to a client that's like happily we would have happily paid for something of value yeah but we didn't get something of value yeah. and so not only did they well something that they, matters right something that matters to them right but they paid fifteen hundred dollars which most people would say well they just didn't want to spend that much well of course they didn't want to spend that much you didn't give them anything that they wanted right. yeah they're only going to give you as much money as they can justify giving you yeah and. They would have hap- and they paid half. So literally, they wasted fifteen hundred dollars. You might as well set it on fire. Yeah. Right. So why wouldn't they? Wouldn't they happily pay three grand for something they actually yeah. wanted? I spoke to. Um, I had a, a couple come up to me who'd been to my Houston workshop, which was only a month ago, mm-hmm. and straight after the workshop, they went and did a family session the day after, which they normally fly to Houston every every year to photograph this family. Yeah. And every family, it's fi- every every year, it's five hundred dollars shoot and burn for the past three or four years. Um, and this time around, they thought, well, let's start using what we've learned. Mm-hmm. And they started asking, you know, the mum, you know, what, are that, what does she love about her daughter? Yeah. What are, how do they spend time together? What are some of those things that make her special? Um, and then at the end of it, um, they gave them the option of buying some wall art and they paid their $500. So mm-hmm. they're getting the files. Right. It doesn't matter. Um, and their expectation was to have the files, but then said, like, well, let's just ask if they would want some wall art. And so they pre-designed some wall art based on the conversations that they had. Right. This client was so overjoyed with what they presented to her because of the conversations. You can't help but see somebody differently. Right. Right. right? Once you learn something about right. them. Once they become humans. Yeah. <laughs> they spent $13,000. Yeah. 14 actually, on wall art. And stop themselves from buying more because they can't wait for next year. Mm. So their belief was that this client only wanted digital files for years. But then giving that client the option and actually photographing something that absolutely mattered, he said it completely changed the way I photographed Mm -hmm. because I just went for what was epic. I went for, you know. I mean, that's what we're taught. Most of the time, that's... When you're starting out as a photographer, you're usually not learning how to become, I don't even know what I'm trying to say, like how to, how to get to know your client mm. in, the, in the true meaning of the word. It's about creating epic photos, living up to... I mean, even the, the terms like ideal doing. ideal client, like yeah. that's what the sold a lot. does that even mean? Is, mm. is you're marketing to your ideal client. And and from what I understand that to mean is basically there's do they have a pulse <laughs> right well, but no but what in my understanding of how that's being marketed to business owners is building your brand in a way that like the people that are coming in your door already agree with you you don't have to do any help to get them there right it just doesn't work like that it does for like two percent yeah. of the population there are some people who get what we do before we ever explain anything to them and they're happy to talk about their kids. They they think about this stuff regularly. Yeah. They know that like you should, if you talk to them and you say, hey, we've got a, this wall art piece would be $3,500 and they're like, yeah, great. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a small percentage of the people who come in the door ready for that. Yeah. But the, I think the thing that we miss is that knowing everybody wants to be there. Everybody wants to get to the end where it's like, the most valuable, the most amazing, the most incredible wall art, the most meaningful pieces, the things every, and that's why I was saying the secret, like, you know, the secret, mm. the secret is everybody wants to feel valued. They do. Everybody wants to feel like somebody saw them 
for who they truly were and said, I believe that you're valuable. Yeah. And, and you said things like, you know, people, um, have given themselves permission to have their kids photographed. They've given themselves permission to have a wedding photo because it's important. Mm -hmm. Like not many people come to you and say, I think we just want to have pictures like just me and my wife, because we want to have time together because it's really hard to give yourself permission for that. Yeah. But if you give them a reason why that's important and help them talk about like why that matters to them, then it's not about making a sale. It's not about convincing them of anything. It's just giving them space to do that. Yeah. Um, and give themselves permission to give, you know, give back to themselves. Right. When Jamie, you know, Jamie was talking before about nobody teaches how to, um, how to, um, care. understand or care and understand your clients. Yeah. It, it goes beyond that. I think that it's more, the mission is allowing your clients to discover themselves. Right. Like, and for you, we to think say, it's about, important. we think it's about us understanding our clients, but half the time they don't mm-hmm. get who they are. Yeah. And they haven't really stopped to look at their relationships and celebrate their relationships because everyone's so busy. Yeah. And there's that premise that if I come back tomorrow, they'll still be there. So there's time. If I come back tomorrow, they'll still be there. So there's, there's always tomorrow. Nobody's going out of their way for each other anymore. So, you know, that honeymoon period seems to not last as long because life gets so busy. Yeah. And I think as an industry, if all we did was help people take the time to just want to rediscover each other and take the time to go out of your way for that person that you love, mm-hmm. take the time to play Lego, you know, with your child, sit on the floor and really have that opportunity to soak those kids up, then we're starting to make a difference. And and people just need that permission to do that because everything's about being busy these days. Busy has become the new currency for success and it's creating misery. Yeah. Well, I was going to ask you, it, it brings up an interesting point to me. Like the idea you said, like taking the time to do those little things is like um, one of the things that has become kind of a, a hallmark in my brain, even if we never say it, is that, I truly believe that what makes you happy in your life is the most minuscule parts of your life. Mm. You know, I think about I'm laying in bed with my daughter and the things I miss when I'm on my trip is like, I hold her hand while she falls asleep and like she falls asleep holding my hand. I miss that. Mm. Right. So but the problem if is we're people, seeking happiness yeah. and we're like, I need to get, you know, we need to get this car or we you need, need to, to pay for this crying. house. Or, I, can't, <laughs> I, can't stop, I can't stop talking. I can't talk about my kids. And not yeah. But I'm saying like, we have been sold the idea that what happiness is, is these bigger things yeah. is like getting the house that you want, getting the car that you want, finally getting the dream job that, or, or paying off the mortgage or paying off the, the debt that you put in on the summer or like, you know what I mean? Like we're, mm. we're seeking this fulfillment in all of these different areas. And the secret is the fulfillment is in the things that you're probably yeah. overlooking because they're just daily. Yeah. But that's, I needed someone to come along beside of me to say, I know you probably think about this stuff, but it actually is important. And I believe so. So I want to give you the space to talk about it. And it was like, all of a sudden, this whole world of things opened up to me that was like, I don't even know that it wasn't, I had never talked about it or never thought about it. It was that somebody else agreed that it was important enough to think about more often. Mm. And so I borrowed some of that confidence from them. And then I started realizing like, I didn't even, I don't even need your confidence to believe in it now. I just need this. I need you to give me the space and to honor that in me. Mm. And that is what's most valuable. And that's like, I would pay somebody so much more money for something of that kind of value that like, I can't see those pictures of my kids in my hall and not think about those things. Yeah. And I can't, because of the, the way that we've helped connect it is like, not only is it like abstractly, I think about them is like, I talked about them with that thing creating those things. And so like, if you have a, you have a memento from a trip that was important to you or your dad gave you his pocket knife, Mm -hmm. it's not only do you have like those abstract ideas of my dad was important. It's like, you remember when you cut your finger on it and how he wrapped it up for you, you know? And like, it's such a little unimportant part of your day, but it's like, it's the reasons that we're happy. But it's, it is important. That's what I'm saying is it It is. is important, but we, we are so busy for one. And we are mm. so focused on the wrong aspects. Yeah. We're, we're assigning this value that's meant mm. for other things yeah. to things that don't really matter. That's the um, feedback that we're getting from the clients that are being photographed is that 
they didn't realise that all the little things in their life and how important they are and the fact that they now see their life through a different filter. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a huge message that our industry can send to our clients that you don't have to wait wait for the epic moment to celebrate your life. Right. With your children, it's those small things, it's yeah. those little things that really bring meaning into your life and that you have reason to celebrate every day. Yeah. And I think people are looking for ways to celebrate their life and celebrate their children and we need to make that okay Yeah. for people to do that. My mom said one time I asked her about photographing her and my stepdad um, because I know it's not even like they need like they need it it's because they i know how much they would appreciate it if they were given the chance to appreciate each other in that way mm. and then how much having those things up and she said i don't i don't want pictures of us in our house like i want pictures of our grandkids i want pictures of my kids you know like the things that make me happy i'm like <laughs> it was just like a moment for me that was like she doesn't know she doesn't or if she doesn't know she doesn't take the time to think about it yeah um and that's what i'm saying is is that Aside from photography, I think photography in this art form holds a really unique proposition for the world in that not only do we have the ability to like emotionally be with people in that way, but like then you can take that and create some personal piece of artwork with them that is like it's it's meaningful to them, it's creative and it uses the blessings that you've been gifted, but then it also ties that into like that third part with me is like it's tangible, like it's physically in your life, you yeah. know. And there's a big difference. There was a big difference for me when like these, uh, these thoughts and these abstract like things that I felt were actually like a piece in my home on my mm. wall. You know, it was yeah. just like, it became real. Well, it becomes more than a, a canvas. Oh my God. Right. It, it's alive. Right. And it speaks to you and it becomes your purpose. I, I, I mean, I was telling you before we started this, that we finally got a large wall art collection in our living room and I, for one, I can't imagine having anything. It, it's huge. Yeah. I can't imagine having anything smaller because like the, what I feel for these moments can't even be contained mm -hmm. by what's on the wall. Like, I could print a billboard with it. Right. The other thing is I find myself, I've never really done this with other photos in our house. We have photo walls kind of everywhere. Yeah. And every now and then I'll kind of like, we'll be sitting at dinner and I'll look at photos and be like, oh, that's nice. But I actually find myself stopping and staring like soaking it in all over again and yeah. reliving those moments and and the meaning behind it yeah. and the purpose behind why you did it and it's not those moments right it's not like you're not sitting there thinking about specifically only it's like yeah, that moment, taps into right. a whole other chain everything of life. else that I, yeah that i experienced that went along with this session yeah i mean every second of those phone calls it goes back to the moment that I met you and I sat in a room full of 30 people bawling, <laughs> talking about my family. Not that I, I, I've always obviously loved them and I've been very forward about how much I love my family, but I never visualized it. And once you visualize that love, man, that's some powerful stuff. Yeah. And it's, I say that to people like it's life changing and like, and I'm, I, I think sometimes people hear me or clients, future clients hear that and they're like, Oh yeah, you really have a high opinion of yourself. I'm like, it's, but it's not me. Like, this is a thing that's so incredible to me is that um, the gift that it gives the the creative is it takes all of the pressure of being somebody important mm. off of them because yeah. they're not the somebody important. No. What's so incredible is they can take the things that are beautiful and are incredible and are yeah. amazing. And I, the word that I keep coming back to in my own mind and I think about business stuff is like is elevated. It's like it takes all of the things that you do or you've been trying to do and it elevates them. Yeah. It it takes all of the things that these families are trying to do with their life. Like we know, I think we get it. Like families want, but aside from families, if young couples that just got married, like they want to believe that the feelings that they had about their spouse that made them want to get married last and don't even just last. They get better yeah. and they grow in new and incredible ways. But like, I'll tell you what, a year or two of not thinking about it. Mm. You'll be fighting about the dishes yeah, and you'll spend most of your time fighting about the dumb stuff yeah. because it's just life. It's just, you know, you get bored and you get tired and, but it, it's not because you're bored and tired. It's because you're not focused. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um, so if, if so my brain has a million questions for you always, uh, 
The problem is, is I don't want. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is, is like, is you you are an incredible wealth of information. Like just the experience you have and the amount of time that you spent doing all these like, even like selling experiments. You know, it's like we did it for a month this way and saw that nobody bought it, or we did it this month and and eight out of ten people bought it. It's like, but I don't. None of that shit matters. No. Like none of it matters. No. It's all stuff that's like. Um, it it can it's part of the pie you know what i mean mm-hmm. like you don't need an apple pie and you go thank god they used kosher salt you know what <laughs> I mean? like but it is one of the pieces yeah it's one of the parts that matter so i want to i think that the podcast has always been about inspiring and educating people so we want to whether people i think people are listening to this that are not photographers like i hope that they hear from you your heart which i think is people matter people do matter I feel like after meeting you, my life has gone on a completely different trajectory. I feel like I've always, always cared about people a lot and wanted to really give myself to them as much as I possibly can. But I didn't know what that meant or what it looked like. Or how like, to flesh that how out. how to do it. Yeah. And since meeting you, just taking the time to actually give a shit and stop and listen, it's changed my entire life. I mean, Which is awesome. Yeah. It's two degree shifts and that uh, Tony Robbins talks about the small mm-hmm. incremental shifts that like you push the boat two degrees off the course it was on and now it's in like it's in a different ocean yeah. you know what I mean yeah but I'm so much happier because of it like I, I try and thank you whenever I can but there's really no way to thank you for what I feel like I've sure there is I've been given just by meeting you and live the life that you're living now cares yeah. and earnestly cares I mean I've learned a lot in your workshops, but I feel my most powerful learning moments are when I'm calling you at 5 a.m. my time, trying to catch you in <laughs> Australia, yeah. and we're shooting the shit, yeah. and <clears throat> I'm struggling with something that has mm. nothing to do with photography. You know, mm. frustrated about something, and then I get some great Steve insight. <laughs> it just reframes how I'm looking at it, asking me questions <laughs> that I'm not thinking about, and I'm just like, well, shit, you know. <laughs> Isn't this weird? This is a weird experience for me. Is like every time I have something happen now that I'm thankful for, I'm like, I want to, I want to give them money. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, because yeah. it's, it's not because money matters. It's because it's our currency of like how we say thank you. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that singular shift in my brain for you is I was, I remember sitting in a hot tub with you at like 1230 at night at, on the, on that same trip. Um, <laughs> the hot tub was a popular place that trip. it was because, well, <laughs> we, because this is how we all are was we all just pour so hard and go so hard mm. and like, can't stop talking about things that matter to us. And like, so there isn't like an end of the workshop, you know, it's like, Oh, yeah. we've taught all the things for the day. Let's go and just sit and chit chat because the workshop is our lives, you know? Yeah. Right. Um, is I remember sitting there and I talked to you and I said something to the productive, like, um, oh man, you know, if we ever get to the point where we can pay our house off and you're like, well, why don't you pay it off? And I was like, well, cause we owe like a hundred thousand dollars on it. And you're like, and <laughs> like, like, and not, and not because, and I don't think, I think maybe at that point I thought, well, Steve's just like rolling in money. He must just have <laughs> equity funds, like spitting out dollars every day. My trust account. Yeah. Right. Your little trust fund, baby. It must be nice. It must be nice. That's, yeah. that's the excuse I've heard. And I give and must be nice. It must be nice to have all that freedom and all that, you know, income. And, but the thing that you were saying and have continued to influence me in is that like money doesn't matter at all, but the least, the less you focus on it and the more you focus on the things that actually matter, the more the money comes because yeah. it's really, it's one of the few ways that uh, you go to work. Why do you go to work? You go to work to earn money. Why do you earn money to do what you want? That's yeah. really, it's, it's, it is the freedom giver. So if you earn more of it, you get to choose more of what you do with your time rather than yeah. what money tells you you have to do. So it's, it made such a shift in my mind because the way that people thank me for doing a really spectacular job is they give me lots of money mm. because what else are they going to do other than say, thank you? Yeah. Well, so they say, thank you. Well, don't forget it's, too. They're not, they're not just giving you money. They're giving back to their family. That's what I was going to say. By giving you that money. And, and the other side of that is like, you know, is because we're so giving. Yeah. Because we're so giving because I don't, I really, at that point really didn't care about money. It was almost like, let me just do this for you. And then I realized like I'm stealing something from them which is the ability for them to say like, we're worth this. Yeah. We're worth it. We're worth spending money on. I want to spend money on my kids. So it's like, it just, 
And that, that idea about money, like from that specific conversation that I will never forget, I don't even remember a whole lot more about that trip other than Jamie cried a lot and, <laughs> and Seth argued a lot. <laughs> um, but that's, I, so that brings me back to this idea of Seth. Yeah. So, I was going to say, you never shared the story. So about it's, Seth. it's, it's also sort of, sort of full circle. Um, so I ran into, I ran across Seth and Beth, like, so we are in local markets together, mm-hmm. but like, I just, I met him super funny. I mean, you've met him. He's yeah. hilarious. He's <laughs> just joyous person. And we always came back to these conversations that in some way, what I heard from him was we've like, he's trying to become a cool guy that people pay a lot of money because he wants to be successful he's got a PhD in chemistry. He was making what most people make in a year to like stay at home and work part time. Like financially, it wasn't a matter of like whether he was going to be successful, but like to him, there was still more, like he still wanted more Mm. out of life. And so it's like, I'm meeting this guy who's like incredibly loving and joyous. And I meet his wife and I'm like, these people are incredible. And then it's like, and then it was like this hard left to like end our business, you know? Um, and I was just like, I don't understand. It was like, there's such a weird disconnect of like what he was trying to build and what he had to offer. Um, and that's when I say like, I take credit for Seth being there is really the only thing I ever did for Seth or in that relationship is like, I just saw him and he didn't even know it yet. (laughs) And he didn't know it then. Like we're at that, we're at that retreat and he's arguing with it. Like people are Steve. People are not going to pay three thousand dollars. You're trying to tell me. What did he say? He he kept saying, "You're adding a zero. You're adding a zero. When you say three thousand, I know what you mean is three hundred. When you say thirty thousand for a wedding, what I know you mean is three thousand, right? Like, and he was just like, it was so baffling to him that, and it was so funny. It's been so cool to watch. Like, it's that same thing. It's like Mm -hmm. those small transitions of like. Seth, Seth is a great husband. He yeah. is an awesome dad. He's the dad at the park that you watch. And you're like, ah, I want to <laughs> have that my dad. Yeah, I want that to be my dad. Um, but he didn't even know it. He didn't even know it. And he didn't realize that, like, that was there. And you didn't have to, like, and he didn't have to, like, um, build it. You had what we really had to do was tear all the other shit away. Yeah. So he could be that person. Mm. And that's the coolest thing to me is, like, watching people like that watching our clients go through that experience of like, we're not, look, we're not building this awesome epic life that you don't actually have. That's what social media does. It gives you some version of your life. That's not real. What we're doing is we're peeling all the layers of distraction and busyness back to show you, like you have a gold nugget in there. You know what I mean? And it's like, and not only do you have access to it, you have access to it whenever you want, you know? So that, I don't know. That was really cool. Like that was a visual experience or experience for me watching Seth go through this thing and watching Jamie, who I've known for a long time, go through this thing. Cause I don't, I tend to not see my life as much. I tend to like, I'm an observer and I watch. I see those transitions in other people's lives, but I like, it was such a dramatic, like, <laughs> but then two years later seeing them here and knowing yeah. like, I mean, they put in the work and they're doing this stuff to get to like a beautiful place in life. And like, what's amazing is like, we fought so hard to be prosperous and we weren't really getting, yeah. <laughs> we were fighting so hard, but Thought we were digging the wrong hole. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we were you digging were focused a foundation. on the money, right? We weren't digging a foundation. We were digging pits. Well, it wasn't yeah. even the money for me. It wasn't the money. Well, but then like, the money was, want to make money, right. But, but the money was a signifier that what you were doing was worth it. And right. Right. But I think I, I think I was more on the same train as Seth of, I want to be this cool guy. I want to be the person that everyone knows and loves and, wants to pay me a lot of money to go sit in a room. Right. You weren't doing it for the money, but, but people paying you a lot of money meant that you yeah. were that guy. Yeah. I wanted to get there. Yeah. So maybe that was the driving factor in the beginning. But I don't know if it was a driving factor as in like you shit. care about money, but it's, it's definitely, it, there's no way around it in the yeah. world. Like if you are doing well, you will have lots of money. Yeah. Because it's a, it's, uh, well, money it follows value for, right. for what you give to the world. So right. the more you give, and, and I think this is, where our industry sort of lacks. It's all about it's taking worldview lacks. Yeah. It's all about, you know, I'm owed this, but really you need to give first. So yeah. what's it going to take for there to be a, a shift in the industry where it's, it's happening already. already. Yeah. It's happening. How do we, how do we encourage it more? I think people need to, to understand that our clients are the ones that matter most. Um, it's not about our ego. It's not about, um, you don't have a five tips to being a better photographer. 
can we make some up? <laughs> one, don't be a dick. <laughs> I think that should be number one. On two, shut the fuck up. <laughs> number two, shut up. Well, yeah, I, I think it's about listening. Number three, get steved. <laughs> we should make shirts, I feel like. Get Your steved. name needs to be a verb, but like that could be taken in a weird way. It could be. Yeah. It's like all of a sudden in a weird yeah, sex shop. Well, yeah. I, I got saparitoed. <laughs> well, I think the first thing is that clients matter. Yeah. And, you know, taking photographs that matter to other people is what's, you know, the most important thing. Um, and I think when I get on the phone with a client, my vision for them is for them to leave that conversation mm. feeling better about themselves. It's not about me selling myself. It's not about me um, wanting to be understood. It's about me helping them understand themselves yeah. a little bit better and helping them understand, you know, I want them to leave the conversation inspired to go and create a perfect day for their, you know, for their wife or their, you know, their husband and motivated to take action to physically do something for somebody else that they care about. Yeah. And that's the intention. From there, um, people begin to receive each other. Once that starts to go, they receive each other differently and we get to photograph people that are on a high mm-hmm. of each other. Yeah. So you used to do like uh, like um, couples and boudoir and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Did you feel like that there was a massive difference between people who they took time to get their hair done and they got their makeup done and they got their nails done and they had a nice dinner. Do you feel like that they were photographed differently than people who just like came in, had the photos done and then left? We never did that really because we would call them and make sure that they, you know, went, did something Yeah. on the lead up to it anyway. Why? So if someone walked in the door for a session. Yeah. We would book people on the day, but you still need to get them talking about their family. And I think that's part of almost the same thing as having your hair and makeup done mm-hmm. is, you know, that exploring what's important to them and exploring, you know, what, you know, what do, what are the gifts that this child brings into the world? Mm-hmm. What is his unique qualities that only you see? Um, that's part of that prep. Mm-hmm. So even though they were coming in on the same day, we would you, you still need to take the time. Um, and it doesn't take long. And the whole reason we do this is to help people reconnect with their families. So yeah. that can be done. So this doesn't have to be like a week-long process. No. Yeah. It doesn't. I mean, the longer people book out, it sort of says to me that, you know, if somebody's really excited about doing something, they, they want to do it now. Right. So, you know, a lot of the phone calls that we do are, are there to maintain that excitement. Right. But if they're coming in today, then they're already excited. Yeah. Right. You, you then need to inspire them to think about what's important to them. So yeah. we then can take photographs that matter to them. Mm. And, and I think that's, that's the big difference. We're, we're trained by a lot of these um, conferences to take photos that matter to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what matters to the judges and what matters to everyone but the client do you feel like it changes to, depending on who they assign as their judges <laughs> you know what I mean like who they decide yeah like I, and that's kind of the I think about it this way is like who you decide gets to tell you what matters and what doesn't matter I think we need to just realign to, to the fact that our clients are, are, are our true judges yeah um, and how we impact their life is is that reward that we get get yeah. back to them um, I don't know how it works over here but in Australia there's um meetups and all sorts of things to discuss what the judges are looking for these days, you know, in the next. Oh yeah. We have meetups that are like, we, yeah, you sit down and like go through their websites and decide, you know, who, what photos they should take out of their portfolio and Mm -hmm. what they should put on their Instagram. And yeah, there's all kinds of stuff. And there's all sorts of sorts of critique nights and all sorts of stuff. I mean, is that important though? Well, I was just saying, I was about to say, if we put that much care (laughs) into the understanding of who our clients are and, um, you know, our true judges are our clients when we when we choose to serve them. Yeah. Um, if we took as much care understanding what our clients wanted and understanding, you know, what they're looking what the for ratings were. Yeah. in a photograph, yeah. everybody would have thriving businesses. Yeah. Well, and it's and I I I want to caution. This is not like a these things don't matter. Trade shows don't matter. Judging companies. Oh, of don't course matter. they matter. No, they just it's it's when and I I preface it this way. 
when you put things in the wrong place, everything gets messed up. Like yeah. you give things the wrong priority in your in your day to day responsibilities, and everything falls apart. Yeah, you still need to take great photos. Yeah, you know what though? I think that one helps the other. You know, taking the Absolutely. time to understand your client sure. and care and know what they want in these photos helps you to elicit true emotion. It gives you what you're actually moments, looking for, yeah. which then in turn can help you on that other end. Yeah. yeah. In like, I, words and getting people to follow sure. you because how hard is it to get genuine emotion? I feel like that's one thing that I hear from Just people. Just laugh. I love oh your Oh my gosh. Shoot me in the <laughs> face. Right. Say something funny. <laughs> Everyone wants to feel the Jump. Photo. Let's yeah. jump. But you don't Bye. Even know how, how to make that happen yeah. without your subject being real and earnest in front yeah. of the camera. Well, and I, I said it this way with my my fitness stuff the last three years is like the scale is an important part of nutrition and weight loss. It is not the part, but if you give it the part, like if you give the scale, this is the determining factor of whether I'm doing well or not. Yeah. I promise you, you will fail mm-hmm. and, and you'll, you'll spend most of your time sad and upset or f- feeling like you're winning, but the victory isn't actually happening, you know, because you lost weight or gain weight. Mm-hmm. It's a metric. It's part of it. Yeah. Good prints. Competition-worthy photos, like they're they're metrics, they're yeah. but they are not the metric. It's the an indicator, metric, right? right? It's and that's what I'm saying. The money, it's an indicator. Yeah. The money is not the driver. It's an indicator that what you're doing is working and it's working well. But it's just it's a scale. Yeah, it's it's just tells you how much things weigh. It just tells you how much things cost. Mm-hmm. But I think we give it too much priority, the wrong priority, and then all of a sudden everything else is messed up yeah. and the business is failing. And five years later, we're quitting or we're working for someone else. Because that then becomes your focus. And right. You really don't see anything else but the scale or the money. And people know when yeah. they're after their money. Yeah. For and sure. It shouldn't, it shouldn't be what but we're about. But if you don't focus on it, it's just part of it. And this has been my experience in the fitness world. When I didn't focus on the scale, it was just an indicator of like how much my body weighed and like if my nutrition that week was was what I wanted it to be. But I was also working like to put my nutrition to be what I wanted it to be. It was it became like then I started seeing victories on the scale and in other areas when I stopped making them the focus, they were just part of the journey. Right. Yeah. It's, you do see a lot more of the people are happy. People are excited to hang their wall art up. They're telling their friends about it. All the other little things that you try to do. Yeah marketing and advertising all that stuff like happens on its own because you're doing what's most important yeah and when you're coming from that place of authenticity people want to share that absolutely and you you know you'll never run out of clients because it grows organically it's real all this reminds me of a conversation that i actually had yesterday um someone was saying i want to be the best i want to be the best photographer in my area why like what does that mean yeah what does it mean to be the best what's what's the determiners right it's a determining factor to be like a top earner. Yeah. To have clients that rave about you. Yeah. To win a bunch of awards. What to, does it mean to, to be, be the best, best in the and newspaper? And how do you measure that? What's the metric for being the best? Mm-hmm. Like, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. Well, no, just, you, I found, you can. Well, you can. For you. It has right. to, like, what, mm. and that's, go ahead. I, just, I just, I found it funny because I feel like that was me a couple years ago. Like, I want to be the best. I want everybody and to know I just, me. I want, I want my clients to have a great experience. Yeah. I want them to be happy. I don't want to spend time with my family. You and, still do like, want to be um, the best, but what that, be what that means, me. right? What that means has changed for you. Right. It's not a, about the awards anymore or about that recognition as much. I mean, of course, those things are nice. You get a pat on the back. Yeah. An attaboy. It feels good. Yeah. yeah. But at the end of the day, I mean, it's changed my life, right? Mm-hmm. That there's been a major shift where I don't... <laughs> make decisions based on what is this going to earn me? I am now making decisions based on how is this going to affect my life and my family life, my home life the time I have. more than anything yeah. else, because yep. I've realized that that is what is most important to me. And I don't have a lot of time before my kids start going and doing their own thing. And yeah. Yeah. Sooner than you think. <laughs> yeah. 15 year olds. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> a nineteen and a fifteen and a twelve mm. and a Chad's six got a and a five. Football team over there, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Fertility. Yeah, <laughs> you just keep finding people who need homes. <laughs> it's nothing wrong with that either. Nah, it's good stuff, man. Um, so what do you have coming we, up? I was going to say, if we're going to close out, I had, I had two questions for you. Is one is like, 
what do you feel like in, in pursuing life in this way and pursuing business in this way? What do you feel like that that's given you as a person personally, because you've, you live your life regardless of what you do for other people. (laughs) Like you live in your brain. I love the fact that I can work with people who then affect other people. So my reach isn't just those photographers that I'm training. Mm -hmm. It's all of those clients that they're serving. Yeah. So I love the ripple effect. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like what you're talking about, that two degrees. Yeah. It ends up somewhere complete in a different ocean. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not really training the photographers that are coming to my, you know, course. I'm affecting the families. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and the children that are coming to them through this photographic experience. And I love the fact that, you know, that's affecting thousands and thousands of people and that we're making a difference because, you know, I'm, I'm interviewing these families yeah. and their experiences are incredible. So, you know, I, I love what I do purely for that. And that's what keeps me motivated. Well, um, I know to you keep love doing what you this. do because you're the only person I know that gets excited to get on an airplane and not stick headphones on. You just <laughs> talk to the person you're sitting next to. Well, that's why I won't fly business. <laughs> yeah. Something in their life. Yeah. I love sitting in economy because I can talk to everybody. I can't sit in that coffin <laughs> up in business. It feels like I've got plenty of time to sit in a coffin and be all by myself. Yeah. Like, I love so it, it being around people. So it beyond training people. Yeah. And it's a lifestyle that you lead. It is. It how, is. Does, how does it affected you? How has it changed the way that you parent? It redefines how you parent, I think. And, and for me, it's making my kids more aware of other people. Mm. Um, and helping them um, see people and accept people. Mm-hmm. Because I think as teenagers, you know, there's that judgmental shift, you know. Of, it's so self-focused. Yeah. Because they're is. so nervous and... Well, and they're just trying to fit in. Unaware. Right. Yeah. And a lot of the times they're just fighting to fit in right. and um, rather than being who they are and that's okay. I think it's made me a lot more aware of that. Yeah. Um, and like it's in, made me them. a lot aware with the schools that we've chosen to the schools that we've chosen are very focused on, um, you know, they do composite classes. So then you get to associate with children that are younger than you and older oh, okay. than you. They're allocated buddies. Stuff. Yeah. And they have, you know, this friendship tree where if anybody's feeling rejected or alone, they sit under the friendship tree and then there's kids yes. that are allocated, yeah. allocated to that, that friendship it's tree. There's yeah, yes. same idea. I love when my kids talk about it. Too. Yeah, They're like I saw someone sitting on the buddy bench today, and I went over and I made a friend. And like, that's super cool. Right now, I yeah. feel myself getting emotional because <laughs> I'm never more proud than yeah, yeah, in those moments. And I, I, I think it's made me a lot more aware that that's what I want for my kids. Yeah. Um, whereas the previous school I went to, just it was all about who had the best iPhone and yeah. You know, who had, who had AirPods it's and all this, it's all this rubbish. Yeah, totally um, distracted. They're more focused on being better people, I think. Dude, um, I, <laughs> when I tell like, I, I say, like, those things that we have learned and the things that we talk about and the things that, like, you surra- we surround, have now surrounded ourselves with people who talk about this kind of stuff all the time mm-hmm. is, like, it hasn't just changed my business. And that's the weirdest part to me. It's, like, I went to a business course to learn how to do better business and make more money. And like, what I realized is like, it's given me something to do to be the parent that I wanted to be. You know, I wanted my kids to love other people. I wanted my, and so I, but it's like, what do you, how do you do that? Like, how do you get your kids to love other people? Well, the number one thing you can do is teach them what you teach people every day is that people are valuable. How do you teach them that? Because what they really want is to fit in. What makes you feel more like you fit in than realizing everybody else is scared. Mm. everybody else is worried about what they have on everybody else is worried about looking weird or having funky teeth or smelling bad you know it, they're, the normalization of where they are only happens when they're giving to other people yeah. and what's crazy is we it's I feel like this is not just like a lesson that you need to learn about business is like if you structure your life in the way that like you give most of what you have to other people what you find is all the things that you wanted by trying to get all the things for yourself, you know? Well, your business is a reflection of you. It should be. And if you're not, you know, if, if, if you don't look at what's happening at home first, then... 
And I don't think no I don't think people will like crash and burn and burn out necessarily as much as like there's a fullness available to life and business that like yeah. you're doing yourself a disservice if you don't seek it and find it. Well, you, you, you're less likely to burn out if you're truly happy and really loving what you're doing. Yeah. Um, I think the reason why people burn out is that they're, you know, too busy pretending to be, you know, and pretending to love something they really don't. And it becomes work. Yeah. Like, I don't feel like I work at all. Yeah. I can't believe people pay me money to teach them common sense. Yeah. Well, it's, <laughs> it, it's I, not I, so ridiculous. Common. It's not so common. That's what my grandma used to say. Yeah. The problem with common, common sense is it's not so common. It's not. You know, sometimes I wonder, like, you've chosen this photography industry to be bringing awareness, I would say, more than teaching. I think it's it's bringing awareness. It's actually making people stop right. trying to learn. Why stop here? I mean, every literally every single person on this planet can benefit from having a conversation with you and can discover things in their own lives that are truly life changing because it allows you to see your life differently and what's important and really place value there. So why stop here? Very very is this just the most where you have the most equity? Um, I, I feel as though photograph, photography gives us access to people at that emotional level if we mm-hmm. choose to. But there are um, plenty of people that are seeking self-help. Yeah. There's, it's a yeah. very wide market. But a lot of people who struggle with seeking it and those people that don't... Um, want to admit they need it, need access to it. It's a sneaky way to get to it, I think. Not sneaky like well, like it's it gives people an excuse. That's really it. Well, they're coming for business and right. they're saying they're, it's business, but right. really they're, most people's business is a reflection of, of themselves. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we've the first part of what I teach is all about, you know, looking at yourself mm-hmm. um, and looking at others, obviously. Um, yeah, I could work in other industries, but this is the industry that I worked in for many years and I see that there's, it, it has the biggest need. Um, most people most people can't afford to come to my, my workshops and that's sad to me. So I could work in other industries that are much more lucrative and, you know, make it about the money, but to, I, I... I guess I wasn't even thinking that as much as, I think of like a men's weekend, a men's retreat, where you go to... to listen from others to try and be mm. a better husband, a better father, whatever it may entail. I, I think that the message that you deliver would be amazing in a place like that because people are searching. Yeah. Yeah. But then we can that. talk about photos. I think single, sing, <laughs> I think single dads, people in I'm my, not like in trying my... to push you away. I'm yeah. just, I'm curious. No, you're opening because... up new possibilities. Right. Yeah. Right. I, I honestly think, you know, that the single dad, um, scenario is one of those not even seen um, areas mm-hmm. that, that a yeah. lot of people need, you know, that are in my position. do you have with that? I mean, yeah. yeah. Well, and this is the kind of the place that I found. And, and another thing is like, you can come back to is like, there's literally opportunity everywhere. Yeah. Photographically, business wise, there is nowhere you are going to be alive and awake that there's not a client or a possibility for you to influence someone's life. Right. Never, ever, ever. So, but for me anyways, like that's where I have to be like, okay, let's reel this back in. Like, <laughs> so where can you have effect now? Where can you take, and my business mentor is like, where can you take the equity that you have and not just like spread it everywhere? Cause yeah. it literally can be applicable to any access. And yes. that's why I feel like you could teach business to any industry, but two things is one, it's got a lot of equity in photography in the world of photography and understanding like photographic products and like, in, you know, relationships and all that stuff. But like, Two is I personally believe that the arts offer a connection with the the mental and yeah. physical world yeah. that uh, the that doesn't exist anywhere else, yeah. right? Mm. It doesn't exist anywhere else. So photography, paintings, movies, like those kind of like music, those things that tap into our, our artistic or creative sides of our brain, they offer a connection in a way that nothing else does. I agree. And so it's it is it I mean if you're gonna go for like most impact, you yeah. know. It's like, yes, the principles that you teach or the things that we talk about are, the, are, are educational for yeah. any aspect of life. They'll help you be a better person. But in this industry, like if we're going to do things with our life 
to create value that we can do to make money, like I feel like there are very few that will have the impact and the and the influence that the arts will. Mm, I agree. I have worked with optometrists mm-hmm. um, and the sorts of questions you can ask and where that goes is can only go surface level. Whereas yeah. with photography, we can ask the sort of questions that can change people's perspective and relationships and and lives and I really wanted to focus mm-hmm. in an industry yeah. and you're exactly right yeah. it's where those two you know those two worlds collide yeah yeah. and it has a huge impact I mean we know we gotta catch a flight you gotta go back to yeah. Australia today but I'm uh, probably freaking <laughs> out right now yeah <laughs> but, I've gotta be in the airport at two I've yeah. still got time we wanted to thank you for taking time thank I, you I know that yeah. you would literally sit down and talk to anyone but we <laughs> personally value your time very, thank you so much greatly. and it's been an honor i can't believe you you know you guys chased me so well and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> made it all happen i'm happy we were able to make this work you took my last hour of the day and made you, my day you offered us so <laughs> thank you for giving us that time we want to we you. also want to always offer people um where can people find you online where can they connect with what you're doing um photographers get involved with what you're offering and where you're going to be um my website is steve saparito education.com and that's two p's or one p one P. Okay. So let's, I pee way let's, too much. Let's just pretend like there let's pretend there are one non photographers much. listening to this. Yeah. What if someone what if one of them reaches out and wants to hear more from you? Well, I think that the courses that I have online relate to any business. Yeah. Um so joining the the membership is it's it's about connecting with people, it's about um helping people and really learning what a client wants from you. So I don't think it matters. Things. Yeah. Right. I, I think a lot of people are too busy talking and not there's not enough listening happening. Yeah. I just don't want people to be scared away if they're a non-photographer. I'm like, oh, he's only speaking to photographers. It's mostly because photography to education. But for yeah. Everyone. yeah, for it sure. It is. It totally is. I, I would. I told my mom that, like, when and my stepdad, who owns, they're both entrepreneurs, and it's like, you guys need to listen to this stuff because it changes the way you think, and the way that you think is how you live. Yeah. You know? so, it does. It's cool. awesome. Right, well, well thank, thank you, you guys. It was been it's been eight. awesome. Yeah. We're awesome. gonna connect this into Google Translate so <laughs> put its subtitles on subtitles, the bottom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and say things like yesterday. 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 Um, and garage. We love you, man. Thanks for coming. I gotta put my bags in the boot and get going. Get in the boot. No. Yeah. Bit of shush. <laughs> A little bit of shush. Bit of shush. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thanks for checking out the Goat Rodeo podcast. Please be sure to like and follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash the Goat Rodeo podcast or on Instagram at the Goat Rodeo podcast. And don't forget to subscribe to be notified as soon as new episodes become available. As always, we thank you for your support and we'll see you soon.